Okay. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the After 30 Podcast. I am your co-host, Tabitha, and today we're going back in the vault. Two episodes ago, Anise and I talked about learning from our friends, and you all loved it so damn much that we wanted to make it easier for you to listen to the original friendship episode that inspired this. Our very first episode of the After 30 Podcast, titled Friendship in Your 30s, Making New Ones and Letting Others Go, is such a rich conversation that is just as relevant today as it was a year and a half ago. Yeah, I remember recording this episode and we had such a great time doing it. I hope you enjoy it as much as we did making it. Enjoy the throwback. Welcome to the After 30 Podcast, a show about why your 30s are some of the hardest yet most fulfilling and enjoyable years of life. I'm your co-host, Tabitha Valerie, and today's episode is about friendship in your 30s, letting some friends go and making new ones. Hi, everyone. I'm Anise. Today's episode is going to be broken down into two parts. Part one, letting friends go. And I put letting in, quote, in quotation, double quotes. But you can't see that <laughs> she's doing that. Letting friends go. <laughs> and the second part is making new friends in your 30s. Cool. So letting friends go. I'm going to ask you some questions, Miss. Okay. I want to know a little bit about your your experience with that. Are you still in touch with your friends from high school or childhood? <laughs> like, what does that look I like? I am. For you? I am. I'm in touch with a, uh, with a lot of my friends. I feel that sometimes I um, am more in touch with them than they are with me. Um, and I think about like you feel like, like you're closer with them than they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think like they think about me, but I think about them all the time. Uh, that's for sure. And. Um, I haven't understood completely what it means to truly let go of sort of old relationships. Like, so for me, old relationships, like I still hold them in my heart. So for me, the term letting go, it's a difficult term because I, I don't feel connected to that term. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I think of letting or releasing friendships from the past, I always think of like how we lose commonalities, how we build on the things that the things that bring us together. So for example, when you're in high school, you are surrounded by people who are all going to be in different careers and different paths and walks of life. When you get to university, you are, okay, you all have colleagues of some sort because you're all in the same major. Mm -hmm. But that can also have a different trajectory when you're in your 20s, right? But then when you are older, you go to a yoga class. So you become friends with yoga. You have yoga friends. Mm -hmm. You love the movies. So you you become a volunteer at a film festival and you become friends with people who enjoy watching movies. Yeah. You So these are all things that happen to you based on your common ground. So I have found that enlightening. So basically I'll be like, why do I have to talk to people who are like me all the time? Yeah, yeah. Why can't I have conversations with people who are different from me the way that I did when I was a kid? So because of that, I hang on to those old relationships where we don't have a lot in common because right. I enjoy that sort of sense of like, what do you bring to the table because I'm bringing something different to the table. Okay, so let me ask you this. So you you had any experiences then with some of your old friends where you had to consciously try and let it go? And 100%. I know you're saying you like you personally don't feel like you know how to let go of a friendship. <laughs> That's what you're saying. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. She's always going to be around. Folks. I have attachment issues. <laughs> but, like, but 
do you have an example? You know, like, do you have any friendships? Yes, I do. Yes, of you course. Of like, course. I have to let this go. Of course. Okay, so some things that your friends do are not cool. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's true. So when I was in my early 30s, I actually often thought about releasing patterns that were very offensive to oh, me in my yeah, teen yeah. years. Sure. You know, like, for example, like, you know that your teen years are often a popularity contest. Yeah. You know that you had a your jealous best friend who wanted to sort of, uh, I don't know, like, take your boyfriend away. <laughs> that didn't happen to me, I promise. But I'm just saying, like, there's that scenario of, like, the jealous girlfriend or yeah. because we live, like, I want to even say, like, I lived in an era where women did not celebrate women that as much as they do today, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I know that sounds like an ancient idea, but actually it still exists. It's still alive. So I have to say that when I think about releasing friendships, I think of like maybe somebody that may have hurt me, Mm -hmm. somebody that may have betrayed me. And betrayal means things that really hurt until today. Right. Like you spoke poorly of me. You manipulated a situation that someone wouldn't like me. You did things that I would have never thought of doing. Right. And of course, at the end of the day, I will always say that I am not perfect, but I think that this has always taught me to lead a more a life with more integrity and with more intention. So you're saying you like got into that in, into your 30s more. Absolutely. To think that way and to like approach your friendships that way. Absolutely. So yeah. like maybe like as you spend your 20s and your 30s and there's like a deep sense of change and mm. like so all of that stuff is like revolving and moving inside of you and then you're just like okay how can I attack this situation with more integrity? So also the reason that I have issues of letting go is because I too am constantly unpacking who I was that's why I'm not able to let go of these things because there are pieces of me that are still very attached to my old friends for sure for sure Uh, and they may not think of me and (laughs) I text them all the time and they're like okay (laughs) who is this (laughs) one of my bars I actually calculate the amount of time that you have spoken and the amount of time that I have spoken. Oh, yeah. That is one of my biggest things. Have you asked me any questions? You know, have you asked me anything? Or have you just sat there and talked and told me everything about what you want to talk about, right? This is so important Totally. To me. This is so important. Sorry, I keep on banging on things because <laughs> I'm so excited about this conversation. This is so important to me because you have got to be kidding if you think you're the only one with the story. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So first, there's that. Then, when you talk to me, you will... I will add value to your life. Mm-hmm. That and, and that's another thing that I have learned in my 30s is that I actually add value to people's lives. Yeah. I actually do enrich other people's lives. For sure. So now that I know that about myself, like, why are you not letting me talk? Why are you not giving yeah, me space yeah. for conversation? For sure. What is it about you that is so wrapped up in yourself like this is not a relationship (laughs) I honestly I agree and I think that is one of those traits that drives me up the wall and automatically kind of puts you in a bucket for me where I'm like yo you're not really going to be one of my my close people just because I don't know I think it comes from like a almost like a deeper sense of insecurity for people when they do that um but anyway I agree and that may well be the fact that it's related to insecurity but it's like you know what it's actually a very simple tool and did you listen to me when I spoke yeah like I can actually look in your eyes and I can see you gazing across the bar (laughs) not listening to me so then I'm like okay I can give you so much of a chance of course I believe in forgiveness of course I believe in in giving love and giving space and people are always going through something so of course I am 
I make my best effort at trying to be understanding. Okay, so now I want to ask you, who are you in touch with? Do Mm, you have mm. a scenario where um, you have felt all of those challenges and what have you done about it? Good one. So we have to talk talk about Jordan, my husband, for a second, and his friends, because his friendships from when he was a childhood, I don't know if this is a guy thing. I see this a lot more often with guys than I do see it with girls. I, I do know many women, though, that are still friends with their, like, core group of girls from high school. But Jordan, in particular, he grew up with his same guys from when they were playing t-ball, and they're all buddies still to this day. They obviously talk less. They're less Mm -hmm, prevalent mm -hmm. in each other's lives, but they're still the same core guys. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really interesting. And he's added a couple friends mm-hmm. as he's gotten older into different like pieces of his life. But really, for the most part, he's had the same core group. And for me, on the other hand, I have not built my friendships that way. I'm kind of like a collector. I've collected friends in each different piece of my life. A lot of them actually from That's work. Cool. That's yeah, cool. usually it's from a different different job. And I have a couple uh, women that I've known since I was a child, and that was from dance. And they're still very much in my life. Mm-hmm. So I'd say a lot of the friends I've collected over time have been from like different chapters mm-hmm. and pockets of my life. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So that's who I personally am in touch with from from my like younger self. And then what were you asking? What were you saying? Like, have you ever had to let like le- let go let of go. someone? Like, yeah. Legit, let go yeah. of someone. Yeah, I have. And I think what's cool about. Um, the differences between you and I is that I know you're feeling like you can't let go of, you know, really, which is cool. And that's really, like, really interesting to know, like, that that's, like, not everybody's the same, right? I do feel, like, really comfortable in saying that, you know, I think it's unfortunate, but I've had to let go of some relationships for sure. And whether some of them were because they were becoming too toxic or become, they were just too... They were too much work, and I say that not lightly because I think all, I, I do believe that all friendships and all relationships take so much work from both people and both sides, but I think there can be a point if your relationship is too, I don't know, too tarnished or too tense. Too difficult. You know, too difficult that there, that was what happened for me is that there was a point where I just had to decide that it was time for me to let them lie. And That's fair enough. And I guess, honestly, the part I'm missing in saying too is that my expectations of my friendships in my 30s, and this is kind of what you were saying earlier, is that like I have way less time and right. patience for friendships that are not truly adding value to my life. And, and that might sound kind of like shit and bold but but honestly it's true you know like I've got all of our I work a lot I've got my family like in the times that I do have to spend with my friends I want them to be really quality friends and I guess like what I'm also saying is is that I'm learning you know like I'm really learning how to really let go and release of that which does not serve me and yeah and, and 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 I think that I've had trouble discerning like does this serve me or not because I've always felt like in a social context anybody and everybody benefits me and enriches my life but maybe that's not true that's Mm. actually not true so to your point like I'm in process of learning how to let go continuously do you know what I mean yeah for sure when do you know to let a friendship go oh wow when do you know when you've been misrepresented yeah when you've been misrepresented and you can catch the misrepresentation and just that, like that quick? What if you've got a history with that 
friend and they've done because I think that's part of the problem sometimes like I can I can say with some of my friendships and maybe I'd struggled with that friend for years but I always made um, patience or space or acceptance and or, or forgiveness for them because they were such a good friend to me in other areas you know so I just I had a long leash you know and I had but yeah so when do you know that... when it's too far what I mean is that you pick up on the vibe of how other people represent you verbally and socially. And when you pick up on that, you need to let that friend go. You will never really know the conversations that happen when you are not there, sure. but you will know based on how somebody socializes mm. with you. So one of my old friends and most dearest friends has ta taught me that. She was always like, Anise, listen to the way somebody interacts with you. That's because someone has represented you accordingly. Uh, right? So okay. It's like kind of like a reference point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I will treat your friend well because you've represented them well. Right, right. Right? Yeah. When I think of my favorite people in my life I admire you I respect you I have so I hold you in such high regard exactly. so that automatically comes off and if I'm going to talk about you to anybody exactly. else so I think what you're saying is the if the opposite happens then that's a time to let that go because that person is not in your corner they are not your cheerleader and why not Exactly. And why are they in your close circle? And it doesn't yeah. even have to be like the opposite. It can even just be silence. Sure. Like sure. a weird silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it's like, true. How come this person doesn't know about me. Why are they not cheering on like, my Like, oh, I've heard life. about you. Yeah. You haven't heard about me? Yeah, yeah. Do you get it? Yeah, I don't like, And I'm not expecting you to speak about me. Yeah. I'm just saying that if I'm a piece of your no, life, that's how you represent. With... For sure. I think for me, it's time to let it go if this is not going to be very helpful, I don't think, but I'm going to say, you know when it's time. That's what it happened for me is that there would be so many times with some of my friendships where I'd be like, you know, I I've still got space left. I've still got patience. I've still got forgiveness for this person. It's all good. That doesn't bother me that much that they did that. Yeah. Somebody else might look at the scenario and think, how can you put up with this shit? And it's okay. So that for me wasn't time yet. But if you weren't there for me in a time that I really needed a friend, yeah, that's absolutely. a line for me that I'm like, that's I'm a, out. That's a good one. You know? That's a great one, yeah. You're not there for me when and I need you. It's not actually just even about being there for your friends in the hard times and in the darkness. You have to also be there for your yeah. friends in the small moments in everyday life. Yes. You know, and uh, trust me, I get that you get busy as you get older and you have your own families and you have work and you're busy and you have so much to do, but it doesn't take a lot to be present with your core people. It doesn't. And it's about being present, not just in the hard times, but in the really good times too. I think that's like an interesting Yeah, point. and I, I need my friends in my bright times. Mm. I need my friends to lift my spirits in other times. I'm also over it. It's time. <laughs> okay. If like you're really negative, everybody goes through hard times, so I don't mean it like that at all. Mm. I mean like if you're just always bitching, but you're never really gonna do the work to change something about it. I can't, man, with that shit. Like, um, you know, like if we're just like always having the same conversation. Okay. I want my friends in my life to challenge me. <laughs> And to, you know, intellectually stimulate me. If we're having the same conversation yeah. that we've had eight years about something that you're going to change. Yeah, like, that's actually hard to do. That's do hard, actually. I mean? If somebody continues to promise you something that they're unable to sort well, of promise meet. themselves. If it doesn't even have to even relate to me. If they're, like, promising that they're going to go do something and they never do it. And as we talk about it. Accountability. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There it. <laughs> actually, that is it. Holy Lululemon coming back. But, yeah, like, accountability is major for me. And also another thing that's super important is keeping of the commitments and the time. I think like as I get older and as I'm in my 30s, I I often want to stay home and watch Netflix. So the fact that I am 
Pulling myself together, putting on makeup, and meeting you takes great effort. That friendship takes is labor. Mm-hmm. It takes work. It definitely takes work. So there's integrity. There's accountability. Mm-hmm. There's showing up. There's being on time. Mm-hmm. There's m- m- keeping to your commitments. Mm-hmm. Not flaking mm-hmm. on me all of the time. Mm-hmm. There's so many pieces that, yeah, come, yeah, yeah. that come together yeah. in your 30s. Okay, part two. Um, making new friends in your 30s. Okay. Tabs. Yes. What do you think has enabled you to make friends in your 30s um, as you've changed different aspects of your life? How have you become a magnet for friends? Well, and have you how have that I... process? And what have you done to sustain your friendships? Or talk about anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making friends in my 30s has been, I'm going to say one part has been... Um, easy for me and then the second part has been hard so one part that's been relatively easy is that I've again being the collector I've collected a couple more people in my new jobs that are and honestly some of these people are are my favorite people and who I spend the most time with in my life now you know and they're because they're people who I have so much in common with in my my day-to-day life now with my girlfriends I want to talk about what's going on in the world I want to be challenged I want to know what they're doing with their work and like I've got a lot of really strong powerful women around me and so I really like that kind of energy and those sorts of friends so I've gained um of some of the best friends in that um oh, for sure respect for sure. In, in my 30s oh actually I do have one story of a friendship that I've made in my 30s that I think this is really funny when I think about how to make friends in your 30s this one friend of mine Cassie I met her at a friend's birthday and I saw her immediately and she had perfectly wing-tipped black eyeliner <laughs> which is exactly what I do that's my jam and she had this British accent and she's hilarious and I was like damn this girl we're gonna be friends I loved her right away I'm like you got that eyeliner you got her wit so there was something funny about that that I'm like immediately I knew I like you and so immediately Immediately, I'm going to make an effort. And I think that's what's been a really funny thing about um, making new friends. Because also, we've moved around a lot. I think that's something we haven't touched on yet, is that I think we're really open and we have the luxury. I'm going to say this is a luxury. I think we have the luxury of making new friends um, throughout our lives because we don't live in the same city that we were born and raised. Yes. And I think when you live in the same city that you're born and raised, you... I, okay, it's way not the right thing to say, but it, like I was going to say trap, but that's not the right way to say it. No, it's it is more a trap. Just, that's who you're kind of stuck with. It's yeah. hard to get out of that group. Yeah, and but I think a total we, fucking trap. I think it can be <laughs> if, you, if your interests change, and you know what I mean? Like, But um, I think we've had this luxury because well, like, I lived in Australia. I'm from Calgary originally. I live in Toronto now. You're from Kenya. You've lived all over. So like, we totally have this experience of being open to talking and meeting and making new friends. We, we have, Absolutely. we're actually experienced in so it. So it's based know? on need for sure. I want to just touch on the old story, right? The, the thing about old friends is that, like you said, if you're like in a city that you're born and raised in, your friends are going to be the people who adhere to a particular story about you from your childhood. Mm-hmm. And with new friends, you have the opportunity to change totally. that. Totally. So that's, I think, a huge, huge fruit mm-hmm. that can be um, nurtured and ripened really well yeah. that you can both eat from in knowing that you can rebirth yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a good point. And I think that's really beautiful that you have this fresh opportunity yeah. to, there's something you're working on or, right? Like you can you can start new all the time. All the no, time. No, that's so true. And um, I think there's something too, when you're meeting new friends, it can be kind of awkward. For sure. And you have to just push through that awkwardness. Yeah. Like, I think you oh my have gosh, to, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's like dating. Yeah. Like, I mean, I say that like, we know, like I haven't dated in a million years, but like, <laughs> I feel like it's the same kind of thing. 
if you make an arrangement to have a coffee or go for that first drink or go for that first dinner outside of wherever that initial place you met them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, how are you? Like, you kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, you, it can be awkward, right? <laughs> but yeah, so you just have to push through it. You just have to push through it. And yeah. I think, you do whatever, you just have a couple more champagnes and, like, whatever you're going to do. <laughs> and then it's, like, the second or third time it becomes easier and easier. And I, I you, you got to be okay with that. You know, like, I don't think you can have the expectations that you're going to be kindred spirits right off the bat. Like You're my right. eyeliner friend is, you it know, like and there is, yeah. it can take time. So I think that's, I think that's something that I've learned and I'm happy to put in those yards. One of my closest friends from Australia, Toby, I remember we'd gone for like a double date dinner, you know, with um, my husband, Toby, and then his girlfriend at the time when we were all neighbors. And it was kind of awkward at the beginning. <laughs> Like the whole dinner was a bit cool, you know, because you're like trying to suss out a few things in common. You know, you like something about yeah, each other, yeah, but you're trying to yeah. suss it out. But you just push through it, and, and then, then you, you over talk because you don't. You're just like talking, talking, talking to fill moments of silence. Oh my god, it's so awkward. And then you come home and you're like, did right? that go okay? Like, do you oh my god, see them again? You know what I mean? But I think you just do it, and you it's do. totally like dating. And honestly, he's like one of my best friends in the world. Now. You know, so you just you just got to do that. I think that's a big piece of it. Okay, so take risks, be patient go for whatever you think oh and yeah. taking risks like I think even more than that put yourself out there and I think this yeah. part can be really hard okay so one thing I did <laughs> I totally this is my research for this this episode I joined Bumble BFF oh yo it is crazy I've never I've never had to date online the world is like this now yep. so this was my first experience Doing the swipe right, swipe left. So you get to make a friend on Bumble. Yeah, so you have to make a profile, and then you say you either want to do the friendship one, or there's like a colleague one, like if you want to, like a networking one, and then there's obviously the dating one. Okay, it's just blew my mind how judgy it is. And like, I get that that's what you would do if you're in a bar picking somebody up, you're still going to be judgy, and like, all you're going to look at is the photo. I hardly ever swiped. What is it? Left, uh, right? right. If yeah. I like them, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I did, and he's put some, what did you say in the message? Yesterday? <laughs> what's your favorite movie or something? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I asked, What's something that made you happy today? Oh, and yeah. she was like, Don't be so weird, <laughs> delete that. And I'm like, Okay, fine. And I put another question. And they ask, uh, Do you want like a strong, like whatever, a strong opener? They give you <laughs> suggestions for opening lines, like you don't even need to think anymore. Fuck. Anyway. So anyway, I think that, but that is an example where I think it's a good thing to just put yourself out there and just try that. Yeah. And being a new mom, oh, that was something I wanted to get back to about before, is that I feel like I've had great success in making a couple new friends since I've moved to Toronto. But one area that I have not been successful in making new friends is the new mom crew. Oh, interesting. And it's really interesting because I feel like that's a very hard place to make new friends gone to a bunch of these like baby things i don't just it's it's very clicky and these and i know that Mm -hmm. i'm looking for somebody like me and i'm looking for somebody who doesn't want to spend all of their time talking about their children i want to know what they're doing in their lives as well like i want to find a like-minded friend like that sure and it's it's hard it's hard there is some cool resources though you had shown it to me one time in uh liberty village in toronto in particular there was that ad for a mommy meetup yeah a mommy meetup to literally do that to meet friends like you in your neighborhood which i thought was so great right so that's i think a good example of just getting yourself out there trying to push through the awkwardness and just try it and i also think there's the commonality piece here i understand that you are a mom but just because somebody else is a mom it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get along no that's it you know your babies will get along and that's another thing the mother's 
have issues with. Sometimes mm. babies get along and people, parents, parents don't. don't like each other. Totally. Like that's, so it's just something that you kind of just have to figure yeah. out, right? Like and I bet, that. too, as he's in school and as, is in, as Oliver's in more things, I'll have more of an opportunity because right. I think that's what's your home so much. So it's Absolutely. also hard. You have to really put a lot of effort into getting out of the house trying to meet somebody. And that can be really hard in the first year of Absolutely. postpartum. Anyway. Okay. So for me, I think making friends has been a challenge and at the same time it's been very enlightening and very very uplifting my best relationships have been nurtured as I was getting older and learning about each other, giving space to each other, being patient with each other. But one of the things that I have really enjoyed is meeting friends through friends. Like for example, the way that I met you. So I really have enjoyed making friends in my 30s. And I actually continue to look forward to that because I am so, so, so much clearer. But like the things that I do are now closer to that space of integrity yeah and so i know that anybody i meet is supposed to be my friend Mm. and so i really liked this quote no friendship is an accident oh i love that so i really love that we don't know where it's gonna go i agree with that too yeah um i think that's it guys thanks for (laughs) tuning in thanks for listening if you haven't subscribed already please subscribe to the after 30 podcast yeah take care thank you bye (laughs) 